0: Foul Puck, a podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming you out there listening to us know everything there is to know about Finland style and roller skis. As you might guess, today we are continuing our series on the Winter Olympics, tonight with cross-country skiing. And Rachel, our normal basketball person, well, I shouldn't say normal, <laughs> also, normally, also she also shouldn't bas- say basketball. Yeah. oh, normally rachel is our baseball person (laughs) today rebecca your host is very confused
1: so that's the energy (laughs) we're bringing with us today
0: yes
2: Mm -hmm. yes that's good to just be upfront about it
0: yes for the record we are recording on a friday it is 9 15 at night for me all of my brain is mush
2: I had uh, seven (laughs) hours of meetings today, so I also am rubbing two brain cells together, and they're really overheating. I gotta tell you. All right, so Rachel, you are carrying. I'll put you both on my
1: back and uh, ski with you across (laughs) the uh, the the
2: wilderness
1: wilderness of Beijing. Okay, so thank you. Cross-country skiing. (laughs) I want to. I want to start this episode by saying that I have enormous respect for the women and men who do this sport. Takes a tremendous
2: mm. amount of Howsoever.
1: strength and endurance and
2: cardiac fitness, uh-huh. because it is. I believe my father's done an amount of super
1: this. difficult and super boring, and I super hate it. <laughs> oh, so, uh, it was like, Sorry, hey, Dad. walking in snow is hard. Let's make it harder.
2: No, 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 no. cross-country skiing is not harder than walking in snow.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So essentially what cross-country skiing is, is not skiing downhill, but skiing more or less level. I mean, there are uh, uphill and downhill gradients involved in courses, uh, but most of the time you're talking about providing your own uh, means of uh, propellants. Is that a word? Propulsion. Momentum. Momentum. And momentum. Mm. We're just crowdsourcing the brain cell right now. That'll work.
2: Okay. (laughs) It's shared. It's a shared brain cell. (laughs)
1: So cross country skiing was used historically for travel in a lot of different snowy places, uh, but didn't really become a popular competitive sport until uh, Norwegian army units in the 1700s. Oh yeah!
2: Started. Let's uh, fucking go Norway. Yeah,
1: started kind of making their own competitions out of it. Though it was usually like combined with various uh, alpine skiing events, downhill type things, slalom courses, things like that. Um, originally, skiers used one long single pole. Uh, which could also be used for breaking downhill. Which Oh, this is like a canoe paddle or I something. Guess I guess so. Then.
0: But like I was gonna say it sounds like a gondola. I don't know why I went gondola and not canoe.
2: A frame of reference?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, because I am currently in Italy.
2: No, <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, have you been in more gondolas than you have been in canoes? I
0: absolutely have never been in a gondola. <laughs> oh, alright. Well there you go, then. Never mind. Sorry, carry Rachel, on, Rachel, carry on. <laughs> Skiing.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Um, so I just can't figure out how you're supposed to use the pole to break. I mean, obviously you're not going super fast in cross-country skiing, but like, I'm just not sure how it, the, the physics of that, unless you're going through, yeah, you're going between two trees, uh, a single <laughs> pole,
0: even double poles aren't going to help you stop That's it that That's less much. like
2: breaking and more like coming to a sudden stop.
0: Yeah. Like ejecting yourself from your ski
2: boots. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, well, the, the actually using the pair of poles technique, one in each hand, was known as Finland-style in the 1880s, and apparently it was controversial in Norway uh, that That's the people short. judging the, the skiing competitions there uh, didn't like the aesthetics of it. Uh, using two huh. poles made skiers waddle like geese, apparently. Fascinating. Yeah.
2: Um, Now I need to see a video of, like, one pole cross-country skiing to see, like, how the motion is different. Yeah, I don't know if anybody still does it that way, though.
1: Yeah, because right now you have uh, two major techniques when it comes to cross-country skiing. Uh, Classic and skate skiing. So classic, Mm -hmm. your skis kind of stay parallel and you sort of shuffle uh, one ski ahead of the other. Um, you mm-hmm. you wax your skis a little differently. There's a special wax under the boot area to give you a little bit more grip, um, and then the rest mm-hmm. of the ski is waxed to be as as slick as slidey as possible. Not yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you use two two poles. There's several different pole techniques you can use. You know, both at once or alternate them. Alternate them with or mm-hmm. against your legs as you stride, mm-hmm. um, and then you have skate skiing which is just what it sounds like. It's a skier pushing off one ski at a time in kind of like a skating Mm -hmm. stride. Mm -hmm. Um, In this one, the entire ski is waxed, um, and the course needs to be uh, specially groomed and uh, wide enough, especially if you've got a lot of people Mm -hmm. on one course trying to skate ski. Things can get tangled up pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, Again, there are a lot of different pole usages, they use a terminology of gears to describe different, like, types of pole. Like, when you're in first gear and going a certain speed, you know, like, like with cars. Huh. So at top gear, you're not using poles at all. You're just using propulsion from your feet.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, so regardless of the uh, technique, uh, sometimes roller skis are used to practice in the off season, uh, which mm-hmm. are, again, just what they sound like. Uh, skis not mm-hmm. not quite as long as snow skis obviously but uh skis with rollers <laughs> on them and
2: they're they're reasonably long they're like the solidly the length of your leg
1: yeah i have not seen this in person nancy has seen this happen i have in seen person. this
2: this this happens i've seen it in la i've seen it in the bay area there's there's you know both cities tend to have these sort of nice concrete waterfront trails for walking or biking or jogging and uh, you definitely see people out there on you know long narrow ski like boards that have wheels at the front back and I guess middle and you know just with their poles just going along I mean it looks ridiculous but it also looks (laughs) fun so you know, I mean, I don't know that well, these people are specifically like cross country ski athletes. I think these might just be people who you know live in l a and yeah. want that motion for aerobic exercise or something i mean also it,
0: well, and if you if you are a cross country skier and you live in California, that's probably a good way to practice in the off season,
2: yeah, 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 and like I, mean, I say, it's I'm its own gonna...
1: thing now. I think they have roller ski races and everything,
2: I'm sure they do, yeah, totally,
1: all right, so
0: Competition for everything. Pretty much. Mm-hmm.
1: So courses are obviously meant to be challenging. Um, they'll have some uphill gradients between about six and twelve percent, um, and they they follow the the run of the natural terrain. So every course is a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. an interesting side note that I found while I was researching this: um, that climate change has forced the use of man made snow on a lot of these traditional um, historical cross country skiing trails Mm -hmm. uh which has made them slicker and icier and falls are harder so i saw this really interesting um article by uh, martha bell Isle for uh ap um that there's kind of uh anecdotal evidence right now that crashes are becoming more common on uh cross-country courses and of course it's Mm. you know fairly common on downhill courses anyway because you've got so much speed sure um but less so, I not say not at all on cross-country courses, but less so. Um, and there's some other reasons for this too. They've recently changed from individual starts, and I think like staggering the skiers on the course mm-hmm. to mass mm-hmm. starts. No. Um, but uh, which has made courses have to be less challenging in general because so many people have to go over them at once. Mm-hmm. Um, also, skis are lighter and faster, which may contribute to, to more crashes, greater speed. Um, mm-hmm. Courses have to be shorter nowadays, um, both for do we know why potential potentially climate change reasons, changing terrain, and also for televised reasons. They want the courses to oh, be shorter, um, mm-hmm. which means more corners
0: so and therefore more crashes. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, the Tour de France covers the entire country of France just <laughs> fine, and they put it all on television. Yeah, and I'm sure they I have a huge see budget put...
1: for for all of that you know?
0: Yeah, but but if you televise it, you get more advertising, and then you get more money.
2: Well, you don't I, have people sorry, willing to watch it, yeah, though. But, I don't yeah, know a ton of
1: people who tune into cross-country races, but they... Well, but how would
0: you tune into it? Yeah, it's exactly. Because yeah, I mean, it's never yeah. a... it's, like, it's like the women's sports to build the audience. Yeah. Yep. No,
2: it's true. I personally I wouldn't I'm watch not, it. I don't, but... <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know why I'm yelling at you about this, Rachel. It's not like, like you are personally like... responsible for it.
2: I feel like I would watch that. It seems nice and soothing. Because, like, part of it... So, I work remotely just like everybody else works remotely these days. Well, I shouldn't say everybody else. Like the rest of us who are privileged to work remotely, I, too, work remotely these days. And... I certainly know people who, like, watch sports while they work, but, like, I find it generally too stressful. But if I could watch, like, an hour of cross-country skiing and just people, like, going past the trees, like, I could totally That's true. watch That's I don't... That I haven't I'm watched working.
1: marathon events in
0: general. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I don't really... Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I... You, you would think that the Tour de France is really boring, but it stresses me the hell out.
2: <laughs> well, no, I can see how it would, though, because they've got all the different heats and they've got all the different, like, possibility of crashing off the side of a cliff, so... Anyway,
1: anyway, cross-country
2: skiing. <laughs> so speaking of crashes,
1: um, now falls are supposedly <laughs> tracked by the International Ski Federation, which is FIS because it's in France. Um, mm-hmm. But interestingly, I say anecdotal evidence because they publish um, crash data for other for downhill alpine skiing events, but they don't for cross-country skiing events. And it sounded like they <laughs> got kind of defensive when they were asked uh, for the <laughs> article to uh, you know for, for numbers and to comment on it. So anyway, that's, that's not great. That's, you know, yet another way in which climate change is ruining the party for all of us. Yay. 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 Okay. So uh, let's move on to cross- cross-country skiing, specifically at the Winter Olympics. Um, hmm. Now, the men's was actually an original sport, uh, starting in 1924 all the way to the present. Uh, has been competed at every Olympics. Women started competing in the event in 1952. Uh, once again, we got Norway leading in the medal count. Hell yeah. Um, this time they are followed <laughs> by Sweden, USSR, Finland, and Russia. And if you combined USSR I mean, and Russia, out. I think they would be in second place ahead of Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it all kind of makes sense. Cause
2: you it got does. skis,
1: you got to go from one place to the other. You use the skis. Okay.
2: Mm, you Got a lot of snow, a lot of the, yep. Yep.
1: you got, uh, so the U S is 17th on the medal list uh, how many medals do you think we'd, we've won in cross-country skiing from 19, 15, 19, yeah, 24 to the present? U.S. medals,
2: it's three. 17th, I'm going to go two.
1: Two, Nancy is correct. We've only got two medals ever. Ha. We got uh, <laughs> uh, a man won the silver in the 1976 men's 30-kilometer race and uh, hmm. women's team sprint, 2018, we won gold. Huh, diggity oh, dam. So Let's breaking go. a long
0: drought there, yep.
2: So they're the defending so maybe this champions.
0: Is a, yeah, and maybe this is like a the
2: beginning of
0: a of an, yeah. our, of a, of an empire. Yes.
2: All right, we got to watch the women's cross country right. sprint then. Come so on, women's guys. team
1: sprint. Let's let's make a note of that. Okay. All, All right. right. Not the only event. Okay. So at the 2022 Winter Olympics, we are looking at for the men. We've got a 10 kilometer race at 18 and 15 did look that up should have looked that up what that is 30 kilometer 50 kilometer a 40 by 10 kilometer relay um combined slash double pursuit slash skiathlon uh individual sprint and team sprint so i'm realizing right now as i'm talking about this that i didn't really look up what the uh the i was just like oh they're different distances that's fine um <laughs> well that's true which is the you know the really minute detail that you come to this podcast for.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, I do know that skiathlon generally refers to very long distance events of like 40 kilometers or greater. Mm, Um, so the women get a slightly different, um, set of races. we got five kilometer, 10 kilometer, 15, 20 slash 30, uh, three quarters by five kilometer relay. Uh, again, the combined double pursuit skiathlon, Individual sprint and team sprint. Okay. Does this one have any mixed events? Um,
0: You probably would have feel said like that if there they did.
1: was, but I'm not seeing anything in my notes, so I don't know. Okay. Um, here with the answers to your questions. <laughs> okay, so some athletes to watch. Uh, we've got Charlotte Kalla Kalla K A L L A who is the most decorated female Swedish Olympic athlete of all time. Uh, Yeah, with nine total medals since the 2010 Olympics, three gold, six silver. Um, So she's kind of the the reigning queen, but she has had COVID and experienced some injuries this season. So, uh, yeah, there may be someone coming for her crown. Um, In general, Sweden's women's team is expected to dominate most things. So we'll Except see. Except they didn't
2: in 2018. They so didn't, yeah,
1: that's true. Not so everything we'll
2: anyway. I mean, maybe they got everything else. I don't know. <laughs> but...
1: All right. So uh, cross country skiing starts on February 5th and lasts until the very end of the Olympics. So you'll have plenty of opportunities to catch uh, many various uh, cross country skiing events.
0: Nice. Cool. Thank you, Rachel. No problem. And if you have more information on co- cross country skiing <laughs> or what any of these numbers mean, <laughs> Uh you can get in touch with us on Instagram at FoulPug Podcast, on Twitter at Foul Puck Pod, or our website at FoulPuckPodcast.net. And I would like Rachel,
1: to Yes, I would like to thank Joe for doing our editing and hopefully making some sense out of this nonsense. And I would like to thank Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music.
2: And I would like to encourage everybody to check out our other Winter Olympics mini sodes as well as our regular sods and then to tell folks about them and leave us a uh, five-star review and a rating on iTunes or the podcast platform of your choice. And uh, go on social media, check us out, say hey, uh, let us know what your favorite Winter Olympics mini is. We'd love to hear about it.
0: Yeah, and uh, thanks for listening and tune in next time on Foul Puck.